Welcome to the Sport Manitoba podcast, hosted by Nolan Cole. Welcome to episode 23 of the Sport Manitoba podcast. My name is Nolan Cole. I'm the digital media specialist at Sport Manitoba. At Sport Manitoba, our goal is simple. We aim to ensure every Manitoban has access to the resources they need to achieve their full athletic potential. And we do this every day by developing the skill sets of Manitoba's athletes, coaches, volunteers, and officials. We're also the main funding agency for amateur sport in the province. This episode is a little closer to home for us at Sport Manitoba. You may have heard our longtime president and CEO, Jeff Natchek, will be leaving our organization for a position with the province. And Jeff will be our guest on this episode, so stay tuned for that, right after a word from some of our sponsors and campaigns. Do you have a carbon monoxide alarm? Carbon monoxide is released when gasoline, diesel, propane, natural gas, or wood burn without enough oxygen. Dangerous levels of CO can accumulate in your home or garage due to a faulty appliance, clogged chimney, inadequate venting, or a buildup of engine exhaust. Because carbon monoxide can't be detected by sight, smell, or taste, a CO alarm can alert you to the presence of toxic carbon monoxide and help your family stay safe. This message is brought to you by Manitoba Hydro. To celebrate Manitoba's 150th birthday, Sport Manitoba proudly published iconic stories from 150 years of sport in Manitoba. Written by author Sean Grassi, the book showcases outstanding athletes, teams, and events that made a profound impact on our sport community, with all proceeds going to Kids Sport Manitoba. Purchase your copy at kidsportcanada.ca/slash Manitoba. At Sport Manitoba, we recognize the crucial role that officials have within sport. Keep an eye out for our No Ref, No Game campaign this fall, as we'll be sharing real stories from Manitoba officials and what it's like to be behind the call. Remember to always respect your officials, because without them, there is no game. I have known and worked with Jeff for over 30 years. Even though he was my boss for the better of these years, it never seemed like it. Jeff's door is always open to anyone that wants to get advice, direction, have a problem to solve, or to just talk sports. A true visionary for sport development within the province. That's from Game Senior Manager Pat Kirby. This from Janet McMahon, our Director of Sport. I can't thank Jeff enough for his quiet grace, decorum, and dedication that has created a positive and caring culture throughout the sport community. And the last word goes to Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame Executive Director Rick Brownlee. Jeff Natchik and the new Sport Manitoba structure brought amateur sport to the next level, a professional level, with an eye to the business side of sport and its significant importance to Manitoba's culture. Almost 25 years later, look where we are now and look who brought us here. We'll miss his leadership. A lot of well wishes from longtime colleagues of Jeff who worked for Golf Manitoba and Hockey Manitoba prior to settling into his role as Sport Manitoba's president and CEO, a title he held for the past 24 years. Before moving on to his new role as Deputy Minister of Sport, Culture and Heritage with the province of Manitoba, Jeff sat down with me to reflect on his time as the leader of Sport Manitoba. Here's our conversation. Thanks for doing this, Jeff. I know you've done uh, lots of media since your announcement there uh, about a month ago. You're well-versed in all this. So let's get this going. The last month for you, uh, what's it been like? A bit of a whirlwind? Yeah, I mean, it has been. I mean, a lot of reflection, obviously, on 24 years of, of uh, being involved with the organization. And, and of course, along with that reflection comes a lot of sort of tying up some loose ends on things that wanted to get uh, done before I, uh, I do move on. I want to take you back here. You started with Golf Manitoba, then Hockey Manitoba, then Sport Manitoba, your role now. 
what prompted you to go down that sport career path? Was it your experience, your own experience as an athlete, or what kind of led you to that? Yeah, you know, it actually it goes even before golf. I uh, my first job was actually as a recreation director in uh, uh, Melita, Manitoba, which is the southwest corner. I had a, a recreation district uh, there that I was responsible for. So that was my first uh, job out of out of university, the University of uh, of Winnipeg, and. Um, it really gave me a sense for, I mean, community sport, community sport development and what sport actually um, can impact uh, a community or how sport can impact a community and the people within those communities. And um, I mean, I had played some sport. I mean, sport was a big part of our family uh, growing up for sure. Our parents were you know, very, very much encouraged us to play all kinds of sport. I have two brothers too. So between the three of us, we we're very active uh, when we were young and always encouraged to participate in sport. So um, not that I ever um, got to any significant level of as an athlete, but, uh, you know, I always enjoyed participating in, in sport. And, you know, I, I think it was something early on that I thought that it would be kind of neat to do as a career. I wasn't going to do it as an athlete. So, uh, maybe if I got on the administration side. So when I started as a recreation director, I started to dabble into some of the sport programming in the communities there. And um, the University of Manitoba was just starting their recreation studies degree program. And a lot of people who were getting jobs in sport were graduating from that faculty. So I uh, went back to school. I worked for two years as a recreation director, went back to the University of Manitoba to get my second degree and was very fortunate to then start my sport administration career working with golf and, as you mentioned, hockey and then uh, in 96 starting with Sport Manitoba. You mentioned your upbringing there. So, you know, one of the things we always talk about here, and you know this, is multi-sport, right? Multi-sport athletes. I know uh, you were a goalie. I was and, a goalie. And you yeah. golfed quite a bit, right? Yeah. Your brother was a good golfer. Mm -hmm. I guess, were you? would you consider yourself a multi-sport athlete growing up? What else did you play? Yeah, I'm not sure I'd even consider myself an athlete, <laughs> but as a, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I played, and again, I, as I said, our, our parents encouraged us to, to, we played, we golfed, we played baseball, we played football, um, hockey, um, you know, pretty much anything that we swam. Um, you know, my mom made sure that we took swimming lessons as a life skill when we were when we were young. So, yeah, very very much well rounded. But it's interesting too because I mean, in in our family, my brother did go on to uh, to a career on the PGA Tour, and um, you know, which doesn't happen very often for for somebody who grows up in a small town in Manitoba where winters are dominant. Um, it's not really golf season that is fairly short, but he's an example of a multi-sport, um, you know, athlete who actually did go on to a professional career in golf, but also um, when he was young played every sport. I mean, he played baseball and he played soccer and, um, and hockey. And, and so, you know, I think there's an example right in, in, in my own family of somebody who was a multi-sport athlete and all those things contributed to his ability to become a professional athlete. And that was small town was Selkirk, is that right? That was Selkirk. Selkirk, yeah. Okay, so the Manitoba Sports Federation, the Sport Directorate, they merged together to create Sport Manitoba in 1996. Can you talk about what your role was in that and kind of the challenges that, that came along with that? Yeah, so Sport Manitoba was incorporated in, in 1996, and, and it was really the, it came from the Manitoba Sport 
policy that was developed by the government at that time, sort of the, uh, I guess it was the early 90s. And so Sport Manitoba was to be a more efficient organization from the perspective of there was a sport federation and there was a provincial sport department that delivered sport programming and, and funding. So the efficiencies were to come with making one organization. So that was the merger of the two in, in 96 into Sport Manitoba. So I was um, hired, uh, again, to be very fortunate to be hired as the first president and CEO of, of Sport Manitoba in 96. So there was a significant um, amount of transition that, that took place in, in really creating what was a, um, a new delivery model uh, for sport in, in Manitoba and a very unique delivery model because it did combine both what was a previous government department and a not-for-profit organization into one. So there wasn't really another model to follow in, in the country, um, which made it very interesting. But, I mean, we had a very strong board of directors, initial board of directors, and, of course, I, I can't say enough about Paul Robson, who was our uh, the first chair of the board uh, of Sport Manitoba and continued on as the chair for, for I think, 12 years. Um, and through his mentorship and, and guidance, um, I was uh, I was a part of, you know, the the initial structure. And I um, mean, it was there were some significant changes that that had to be made. We we had to look at cutting initially about a, uh, half a million dollars in administrative costs with the with the merger. And of course, anytime you bring two different cultures together of, of staff, um, there's challenges around uh, around that. But uh, I think uh, the key with the, uh, the development of Sport Manitoba was getting more of the resources to the athletes, the coaches, the officials, support for, for volunteers. Um, and, uh, you know, that was always the key motivation for putting Sport Manitoba together as an organization and really continues to be the underlying principle of, of what Sport Manitoba does. Then there was the building, the building you, are, you and I are in right now, Sport Manitoba building at 145 Pacific Avenue that you helped build, obviously. In your view, why was it so important to have one building for all facets of the organization to, to operate in? Yeah, well, and, and that was one where uh, we had an administrative center for, for sport. And when, um, when the lease was up, we were leasing that, that space at 200 Main. And when that lease came up, we needed to look at a, at a new home. Um, when we consulted with the sport organizations, they wanted to keep a central location and keep sport together because there were so many reasons why. I mean, from planning perspectives and sharing of ideas and it's just a lot of efficiencies with having all the, the provincial sport governing bodies together in one location. So that was, that was sort of step one. And then we did a, a consultation with the, the broader community, whether it was government, uh, a number of our different stakeholders around, okay, if we were to do something more than just an administrative center, what would be some of those components? So, you know, we did hear that, you know, if we could include training and we could include sport science and sport medicine, and if we could include the history of sport along with the, the administration all into one facility, it'd be pretty unique in the country. So uh, the board of directors uh, at the time made the decision that maybe we should be going out and we should be 
looking at something more than just office space and, and meeting space, and that would have a, a great impact on the development of, of amateur sport in, in Manitoba and, you know, what in the end it could do to help develop our athletes, our coaches and, and officials. So the decision was made to, to pursue um, what we are, what we currently have right now, and that is the, uh, uh, the Sport Manitoba building, the, the Canada Games Sport for Life Centre. Um, but it was, um, it was not an easy task, um, you know, there was, and there were so many people involved in helping us put this together. Uh, we had a building committee of, of some individuals who had experiences being developers, um, contractors. I mean, they, they volunteered so much of their time to, to make uh, this facility what it is. And of course, all the, all the government partners, the corporate community and the private sector contributors to to the to the facility that really make it a, a unique uh, opportunity for our uh, our athletes and and Manitobans. Yeah, and I mean think of all the the different areas in the building now, right? That and many of them are open to the public. How has it I guess evolved over the years since it since I mean it's only 3 years I guess since the Canada Games, right? But how has it kind of come together and, and take shape in your view yeah you know what it's really the the whole concept was a facility for the community and 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 not just because it's located in in Winnipeg uh for Winnipeg but a hub for for sport and so we're seeing how now out of here um we're reaching out to other regions of the province to provide athlete and coach development programs um I mean our provincial sport governing bodies on an ongoing basis are developing um, athletes uh, across the province but the facility itself uh, has really had a uh, I think a significant impact uh, you know it, it's so neat to come into the facility and, and you see you know everybody from the very young to senior citizens who are taking advantage of, of having this facility whether they're walking around the track in the in the fitness center or athletes in our performance center or on the uh, the gym space taking uh, part in activities there or those that are going to our uh, our clinic and um, you know so there's there's so many opportunities that we now provide to the community and and some really neat community programs that uh, that we've been able to to undertake because of the location and and where we are here in the in the city the the health fitness program for the uh, women at risk that was a really neat program I think that demonstrated the opportunities that could exist when you have resources in this part of, of the city, the inner city, and how this facility could uh, impact um, some inner city programming uh, and make sport available and physical activity opportunities available for those in the, in the inner city. And I think we even look at the, the development around uh, the facility, like we're, you know, a, a hotel that's come up down the street and restaurants and some of the other things that have come up and of course we're, we're right in the cultural district here with the museum and the uh, Centennial uh, Center and, and others and so I think we fit in quite nicely in the, in the neighborhood if you will and have enhanced I think the development uh, of, uh, of this part of the city. One thing I've observed about you Jeff is that you're all about the athletes. You care so much about the athletes. What kind of impact do you think the building has had on our top athletes, or do you hope it continues to have on the athletes, that, you know, the provincial team, Team Manitoba, our top athletes? 
Yeah, I mean, I hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's it's having an impact and will continue to have an impact. I mean, I think we just see the uh, the number of athletes that we see physically training here, but also, um, I mean, the great work that's being done by our performance team and Jeff and Neil and and their team around. Um, the outreach that's also happening uh, in our um, athlete development programs. And, and the other thing that I think we've seen since we, we started um, concentrating on programming for our Canada Games athletes, and this goes back to the, uh, I think, the 2015 Canada Games in Sherbrooke, where we had our best finish ever as Team Manitoba. We have since then, and since we've incorporated our uh, Canada Games development programs for our Canada Games team, including what we're doing now in, uh, in our facility, we've had our best ever performances, and we've won the, the Centennial Cup as the most improved uh, province, um, I think in back-to-back games, which has never happened. So I think there's some tangible results that we're seeing with our performance interprovincially that's demonstrating that what we're doing um, through the facility here is um, creating better opportunities and more opportunities for our athletes. And I think one of the things that we looked at as an organization going back uh, a number of years ago was, I mean, Manitoba is oftentimes looked at as a small province and and you know we kind of say well why do we need to be looked upon as a small province in so much as our athletes should have the same opportunities for development as any athlete in the in the country whether they're from Ontario, Quebec, BC, wherever. And so I think this facility helps provide those kinds of equal opportunities for our athletes to uh, to train as uh, as any athlete has across country. Jeff Natchik is our guest on the Sport Manitoba podcast. We'll be back with the second half of our discussion after a word from our sponsors. Comair is dedicated to connecting our passengers throughout Manitoba and the north. When you arrive at the airport, all passengers will be subject to a check-in process, pre-screening questionnaire, and temperature testing. Masks and sanitation will be provided throughout our facilities. Our aircraft are cleaned and fogged between flights, ensuring a safe, healthy, and clean environment for all of our customers. We look forward to seeing you on your next flight. Sport Manitoba and Doctors Manitoba joined forces in 2013 to launch Fit Kids Healthy Kids. Both partners saw the need to promote physical literacy as a means to combat health risks associated with a sedentary lifestyle such as type 2 diabetes and obesity. Doctors Manitoba has been generously supporting Fit Kids Healthy Kids financially since its inception. Learn more at fitkidshealthykids.ca. Millions of teeth are lost or traumatized annually during sporting activities. Custom mouthguards are recommended by the Manitoba Dental Association as the best way to protect the teeth and prevent injuries to the soft tissue of the mouth as well as the head, jaw and back. Visit your local dental office to learn more or get fitted for your custom mouthguard. Talk to your dentist. Good for you. Good for life. When you look back at your years as the president and CEO, and I know you talked about challenges earlier in our conversation here, but was there one big challenge or, you know, maybe two or three challenges that stand out to you, whether it was the the merger that we talked about in 96 or, you know, funding to PSOs, I know it was a big thing, right? And, or, you know, the construction of the new building. Do, do you kind of look back, you said you've done some reflection at, at maybe one or two or three challenges that really stand out for you that you overcame? 
Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, you've kind of hit on them there. First of all, having a new organization and kind of assisting to guide a new organization, the development of a new organization was um, was a huge challenge at the, at the start. And, um, you know, I learned a lot very quickly. Um, you, you know, moving forward, uh, the Canada Games, like for me personally, having the opportunity to... Um, to go over to to the Canada Games for a three-year period there was, uh, I mean, just a great opportunity and and the the ability to work with so many great people and have so many volunteers and the community just get so engaged in making those games a success was was a huge highlight for me. Um, and of course, the the facility, um, no doubt about it, as sort of being a whole part of that you know taking over 14 years to to get to to this point is uh, is something that you know i mean sure there's a challenge aspect to it um overcoming maybe isn't the the necessarily the way to put it as much as you know they were really neat opportunities to work together with a lot of great people who made those whether it was the the merger and, and getting Sport Manitoba off the ground at the start, or whether it was the development of the facility, or whether it was putting on the Canada Games. I mean, those were all, for me, personal milestones. But what was really important for me and, and what really hit home for me was how engaged and how passionate people are uh, about sport and wanting to make sport better. And, and I think all three of those were really good examples of how the community, quite honestly, comes together and the sport community comes together to move things uh, forward. So um, that for me was, uh, was really important. And then on the other end of the spectrum, maybe besides the building, because we talked about the building, was there something you were most proud of here? I mean, you know, one or two things that were really a highlight for you. You know, any time that you see success, especially success with our athletes, our teams, our coaches, you like to kind of think that maybe in some small way you had something to do with that. Whether, I, I, you know, a lot of it is very indirect and whether it was how funding was directed or how uh, maybe some programs were put in place to assist those coaches or those athletes, um, those teams to help them with their success. I think that's always something that I, I look at and go, gee, maybe some of the decisions we did make were the right decisions. So I think that's something that I'm, I'm very proud of. The other one is just the people. Um, and the people that I've had the opportunity to work with, both as staff uh, over the years and staff of the provincial sport governing bodies, other partners that we've, we've had, or Sport Manitoba staff, um, you know, is, is something that, that I'm very proud to have been a part of. Um, in working with with those people who have so much passion to to move things forward, so those to me are are really significant uh, significant highlights, and and of course the the volunteers, whether they were board members of Sport Manitoba or the volunteers of the sports or volunteers who have been involved in games or different programs here in in Manitoba, uh, I think really demonstrate. Um, you know, what we talk about in Manitoba here, how people get together for a common cause and, and move it forward. And, and to see that time and time again happen under the sport um, sort of sector, 
uh, are really key things for me. Obviously, a process is going to take place for determining who the next president, next CEO is. But I guess, is there any advice you would have for that person, like anything you would pass along to whoever ends up uh, taking over? Boy, that is a that is a tough question. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Uh, I think the advice would be to listen to to what people have to say, and you know, take take that advice to to, to heart and um, look at how you can maybe influence that advice. To, uh, to help advance um, what that person might feel needs to happen uh, to develop sport in, in the province. Keeping, keeping grounded to the point of why we're here, and that is for the development of athletes, coaches, officials, supporting volunteers, and making sport accessible to to manitobans i think that's that's critical always keeping that um top of mind um but really utilizing the resources that you have available to you and and that is great people and very motivated people and very passionate people be it whether it's staff or volunteers that are involved in sport kind of along the same lines i guess i wanted to ask you this question because i feel like it applies to not only the business and working world but but sports athletes and teams as well what makes a good leader? I mean, what char- characteristics make a good leader? I would say not being afraid to take chances. For me, I think that's something that I've always, um, I've always looked at is not being afraid to step outside of of the box and 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 take op- or take chances, but doing it around doing it. Somewhat calculated, obviously, um, not going out on the limb uh, by any means, but ensuring that um, if you've got a thought or an idea that maybe doesn't conform to what's normally happened, ensure that you've got the support behind you to, to, to move forward, but, but never, never think that something can't be done, um, but always look for ways to make things happen. Okay, your new role. Deputy Minister with the province, what are you most excited about? Well, I'm excited because it, it, it'll be a new challenge, yeah. for sure, and I'm always up for, for new challenges. I, I'm really excited, obviously, I have a, a pretty good sense of the sport side of the portfolio, but very excited to, uh, to work with um, the partners, the community partners in culture and, and heritage. and. And, you know, I, I personally don't see the three sport culture and, and heritage being mutually exclusive. I, I think there's a lot of commonalities between the, the three areas of the department. So I really look forward to, to how I can, can help sort of move the, uh, the agendas and the priorities of uh, the community organizations forward in, uh, obviously, in sport, culture and, and heritage. And I mean, I know you dealt with the province a lot here at Sport Manitoba, just the nature of, of your position, and you touched on it, but do you think that experience will, will serve you well going forward? Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that I've worked now with a, uh, uh, a not-for-profit organization for the last 24 years, uh, I think that experience will help me work with the organizations that are involved with, uh, with the department. 
uh, and those partners within the department and, and the experience that I've had working with government. Um, I've had the opportunity to sit on several inter-provincial um, tables uh, representing Manitoba and so I have a good sense of what happens uh, around especially sport policy obviously. Um, so I think those experiences will, uh, will at least I'm hoping those experiences will help me with the, uh, with the new position. Okay, last question for you, Jeff. Uh, like, and I know you'll still be somewhat connected with amateur sport in your new, in your new job, obviously. But are there certain things you would like to see in the future for the amateur sport community in Manitoba? Yeah, I think you know. I, I think that um, for sure. I mean, the continuation of of the making sport accessible and and you know, as I've said a number of times, the development of athletes, opportunities for our athletes, our coaches, our, our officials. Um, moving forward, but also uh, I think really looking at the impact that sport has on our community, and I, I think that that's something those who are in sport uh, I think understand it, but those who maybe don't participate or don't have kids participating, or even to some extent governments uh, might not understand fully the impact that amateur sport has. I mean, when we look at what we've just what we are currently going through with um, COVID-19 and the importance of to people's lives of getting back to some normalcy. Uh, I think it was incredible to see the amount of pressures that were put on sport organizations to get some programming back because it was so important to people to get back to whether it was the physical activity part of participating in sport or what it does to, to assist with the mental health of, of individuals. Um, I think we underestimate the value of sport a lot of times. Um, and uh, so I think really trying to boost the awareness of the value of sport from the physical, the, the, the social, the mental well-being, but also the economic uh, impact that amateur sport has in, in our province, whether it's when major events are hosted here or just ongoing. Um, you know, what it does to employ people, the amount of dollars that are spent on equipment and facility rentals and tournaments and, and everything else is, is very significant. So I think that's something that, um, you know, we, I would like to see um, move forward. Thanks for doing this, Jeff. Thanks very much, Nolan. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Jeff Natchuk for coming on the podcast to talk about his years with our organization. He's been one of the leaders for amateur sport in our province for a long time, and we wish him all the best in his new chapter. If you like this episode of the Sport Manitoba podcast, you can subscribe to our podcast. All 23 episodes are available anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on social media if you aren't already. It's at Sport Manitoba on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Who do you want our next guest to be? If you know of an athlete or coach who you think would make for a good guest on our podcast, please let me know. It's podcast at sportmanitoba.ca. Our next episode will be out in November. Until then, I'm Nolan Cole. Thanks for listening to the Sport Manitoba podcast.